We've been in a series here at Evergreen called I Am, where we've been looking at Jesus's I Am statements in the Gospel of John. This week, we're in John 15, where Jesus says, I am the true vine. Jesus is talking to his disciples after the Last Supper, and he's just prepared them for his departure, assuring them of his return and that he won't leave them desolate until he comes back. In fact, he promises them his spirit. Now in John 15, his theme is no longer about his coming. Rather, his theme is about remaining in him. In verses 1 through 5, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you, so remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, I've read this passage many times. I've memorized it, but it's never spoken to me so deeply than it is during this weird time we're in. This week, I've come face to face with the reality of the pruning I need to undergo to cut away the things that are getting in the way of me abiding in the one true vine. These words have challenged me and they've encouraged me, and I pray they do the same for our community. So here we go. I'm going to talk about pruning and abiding, but some context on the vine will be helpful first. Back in the days of Jesus, most everybody knew that the vine represented the land of Israel. It was an obvious connection because the Jewish scripture, or our Old Testament, references God bringing a vine out of Egypt, which was, the, which was the people of Israel into the promised land. This was the vine that God's promises rested upon. This is the vine that people found hope in. But this vine had been, that had been so purposefully and uniquely planted by God was uprooted, ravaged, and eternally altered. Chapter 5 of Isaiah says that Israel had borne wild grapes instead of proper ones. It wasn't producing good fruit. The sense of place, of home, of abiding or remaining, it was altered, and people needed a new vine. So instead of the land of Israel, God brings a new vine in Jesus in accordance with his eternal plan. Jesus says that he is the true vine. He alone is the true Israel, the one whom God's promises are now, are now resting upon. This picture of the vine is about who Jesus is, who his people really are, and what is going to happen to them as a result of abiding or not abiding in him. We'll come back to this shortly, but let's talk about pruning for a minute. Lots of plants need pruning, a grapevine, a rosebush. We prune them so they can grow into the fullness of what they're supposed to be. And if we don't prune them, well, they grow inward and they get tangled up. They grow in the wrong direction and can even get in the way of their own light, affecting their growth. And when they do that, they don't always produce the best quality of flowers or fruit. So we prune to cut off those parts that are growing wild and help the plant grow in the right direction. We prune to encourage the branches to grow outward and toward the light, to produce beautiful flowers and good fruit. In the same way, we need to be pruned so we don't grow inward and get tangled up. So we don't waste our energy being unproductive. Like a flower or fruit-bearing plants, we also produce a lot of useless fruit if we are left to ourselves. The word for pruning really means to clean or purify. 
So to be pruned is to be cleaned or purified, to cut away what gets in the way. If we are truly going to be what we are capable of being, we need to be cleaned. We need to be pruned to the best version of ourselves, to bring benefit to the lives of others, and to advance the work of God in the world. Being pruned is painful, but it's such a rewarding process. Now let's talk about abiding for another minute. Abiding is the act of remaining or staying in one place. Remaining or staying connected to something. Abiding is being dependent on that one thing. I mentioned earlier that I've come face to face with the pruning I need to undergo. And I've had the opportunity in this time of isolation to evaluate what things are getting in the way of my abiding in Christ, the true vine. These things are my interests, my activities, my goals, my ambitions, these things that consume my attention and space. My community might even fall right in there too, because in this time, I've realized how dependent I am on my people for assurance and purpose and security, even hope. And now I'm feeling the absence of those things because I'm not with my community, at least not in person. I feel like I'm withering because my life source has been taken away. In a sense, it's like they've been pruned away so that I can reestablish who I'm connected to for, for those things. And it's not that my community is a bad branch that needs pruning, right? Community is marvelous and God-given. Rather, it's how I depend on my community for things that I should be finding from abiding in the true vine alone. So what makes abiding in Jesus different then? Well, it's the reality that apart from him, we can do nothing that only he can do. Another way to put it is that we won't be everything that we can be if we don't abide in him. He's not saying we can't produce fruit. He's simply saying that to be who he has created us to be to the fullest, we must abide in him. His connection is unshakable. It won't be cut off during a pandemic. It's not limited to FaceTime or meeting in a coffee shop. It's constant, ever-flowing, always present, and full of life-giving power that transforms us into the best version of ourselves. The best version of ourselves for the enrichment of his kingdom people and for his glory. This is why Jesus says he is the true vine and why it's so important to abide in him. In this season of being at home, I want to use any opportunity I have to truly abide. And I want to establish a deep connection with Christ that doesn't end when COVID-19 ends. I want to be utterly dependent on this intimate relationship with Christ because branches that try to go it alone without abiding in the vine won't make it to their fullest potential. But branches who remain in the true vine and submit to the pruner's knife when necessary will live fully and bear fruit. I want that for me, and I want that for our community.